0: Welcome to an emergency episode of the post-game, our second episode, but it's still an emergency, with the big MLL-PLL merger news. We got an inside look with Wesley Berg and Eli Gobrick. We get their initial reactions, what they're going to miss the most about the MLL, and what next year is going to look like. Nick, anything before we kick it to the roundtable?
1: No, it. Uh you know, to be honest, it was really good to get their insight, both as people who have transitioned from the MLL to the PLL, like I did um, at with Wes last uh, two years ago. And then with Eli having his only PLL experience being with the bubble. And then also um, both of them are NLL players and indoor players. So it was good to get their insight on how that's going to be balanced this summer. Um, And, you know, to be honest, it was, uh, it was a good episode. Thank you to Eli and Wes for joining us. We hope you enjoy it. And as always, this episode of the Post Game is brought to you by Red Truck Beef Jerky. Again, that's Red Truck Beef Jerky. Use promo code POSTGAME15 for 15% off your order. It's a great subscription. Buy it as a holiday gift. We are getting better at our ad reads. So please turn that into revenue. Um, <laughs> all right, enjoy. Welcome to the pregame, which is a more condensed version of the postgame. Uh, big news, the merger that everybody was talking about, PLL versus MLL. Instead of giving me and Evan's normal horse shit takes, we wanted to hear it from two more experienced veterans, Wes Berg and Eli Gobrick. Wes, we'll start with you. Thank you for coming on to the show. What are your initial reactions? And we'll get the boring shit out of the way before we dive into uh, into the deep stuff.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. Um, well, initial reactions, it's a kind of a little bit sad, right? Playing with Denver for a long time. Uh, unreal organization, you know, playing at mile high, especially for you, Nick, growing up there, right? It's pretty special. So having an art, like, you know, having a team like that, that's kind of just up in smoke is, you know, a little bit, a little bit sad for sure. And I know a lot of guys, a lot of buddies too, that are kind of, bubble players. I got to play uh, MLL last year and, and play field that, that loved it are kind of out of a job, which is a bit of a bummer, but uh, I think you said it earlier, you know, in terms of having two professional outdoor leagues, it kind of made us look a little bit rhubarb as a sport, you know, trying to explain, Oh, I play San Diego indoor. Then I play in the PLO, but used to play in Denver. And then there's a Canadian Southern league. It just kind of becomes one of those things where people, don't even understand what's going on with lacrosse anymore. So I guess it makes us a
1: little bit more reputable. Thank you. but Thank you for the very generic
2: take. Eli.
3: Yeah. Thanks for having me on fellas. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll second Berge played in Denver too. Like I, I don't think there's an organization in the MLL that was run better than they were. So obviously a lot of people that we're all close with are kind of out of jobs there. Um, and also it's uh It's it's tough seeing like a lot of the opportunities for guys to play in the outdoor league go away. But I will say it's going to be nice uh, not having to explain like why I play in four different leagues year round. Um, And I think it'll be uh, it'll be good for the PLL, too. I mean, the eighth team is going to be stacked. The guys coming in are just ridiculous. So I think overall it'll be a good thing uh, for the future of the sport.
0: Are you guys
2: excited at all or just depressed about it? <laughs> well, it's exciting. You know, it makes, makes the competition pretty pretty stiff out there. I mean, I know that team coming in. Basically, they just get a pick from the, the MLL. I'm not too sure how it works, but there's still a lot of guys, you know, in terms of Lyle Thompson, Randy Stats. I mean, you can name up a ton that are still playing in that league. So it's it's going to be interesting.
3: Yeah, I think it's just exciting to have everybody back in the same league. Like, the last time it was like that was 2018 and it was, it was really competitive. So yeah, you see those guys coming in again. It's, it's pretty cool. And some of the younger guys like Bucaro too, are going to be really, really good. Well,
1: I had a good career boys. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. seeing everybody get all excited and I'm like, Ooh, as kind of like the, the standard fringe guy on any roster, I think I kind of just got fucked, but you know, it's good for the sport um evan what's the narps perspective
0: i mean i'm excited i was gonna ask uh wes and eli like who they're excited to play with because i'm assuming this is i should know this obviously but this is going to shake up every roster right like they're gonna have to protect guys and unprotect guys and then they're gonna have an expansion draft so i'm wondering if you guys are looking forward to playing with anyone besides lyle since that's the most generic answer
2: uh yeah i played with randy a couple times actually in the hawaii tournament when we played field lacrosse that was a that was a hell of a time, but he'd be, you know, I play with his brother Austin in San Diego and those guys are just unreal talent. They, they do a lot to, to get other guys open. So a lot of fun to play with. I'd love to, love to get Randy on the dogs and, and Challen Rogers too, is a, you know, childhood friend who's a hell of a player. So, I mean, there's like, you could go down the list. There's a ton of guys that I'm sure everybody's going to be uh gunning to pick up and, you know, well, Nick, I still think you got a chance out there, buddy. But worst case, Ontario, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You just blow up the Twitter feed.
0: <laughs> Randy's a good uh, off-the-field addition too, uh, which will be nice. He's a fucking legend.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He's. Uh, I think he's calmed down <laughs> a bit more with with having a kid and everything. But no, he's he's just an all-around beauty and you know, hell of a player. Yeah, I think there's a big group of guys that I really don't want
3: to play against with Randy and Lyle being at the top of that and uh, probably Dan Caro as well. So if we could pick any of those guys up, it'd be nice. And then, I mean, NLL MVP, Shane Jackson's in there too. So, I mean, the list goes on and on, but there's just a lot of beauties, a lot of Canadian guys too.
2: Yeah, I forgot about Shane Jackson, Mark Matthews. Those guys are always a treat. So, Ugh. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. You think about it, there's a long list of guys that are, I mean, they could make four, four teams coming in, right? All
1: right. Well, e- Eli, I, I have a question for you. And I was kind of curious because you were the most recent, like, MLL going over to PLL guy. Um, and I noticed there was an uptick as soon as you went over from the MLL to the PLL in your social media game. Um, was there any, like, when when you were going through that transition, what can the MLL guys expect? Because you used to be kind of like this laying low, type of guy and now you're posting like bullshit workout routines and like footwork (laughs) drills so was that forced by the PLL or was that just on your own uh on your own operation no Nick
3: I gotta take credit for being a sellout um that's all on me um but I will say it's nice that we don't have to pretend that like the MLL didn't exist anymore and I can
1: still try to get clout off my old MLL highlights I mean it was a really weird like hey, so like half of our buddies are in the MLL and he's publicly like Rabel was publicly saying, you know, like that other league, especially. <laughs> and we all kind of were in that awkward spot. Do we talk about how fucking fun the MLL was or do we kind of just talk about how serious the PLL is? But I don't know. Wes, any thoughts on the uh, the social media game? I mean, you kind of tend to avoid most of it, really.
2: Yeah, I try to fly in a bit under the radar and uh with that kind of stuff. I mean, (laughs) I was going to get a couple of shirtless workout videos with you down the road, (laughs) but I figured we wait till it's beat season again. You know, I'm kind of in bulk season right now with the winter coming in and and being in Calgary here right now. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I I think that's a lot of it in terms of the PLL trying to grow the game and trying to just, you know, they're, they're kind of in your face with all the marketing and things like that. And, uh, you gotta give credit to the guys who are trying to, you know, grow their brand and go out there but I think I really did enjoy the old MLL style where it was kind of you know you just you just went out there and played and uh, had a lot of fun with your
1: buddies and you know had a hell of a time in the post game. And then another another bit of a follow-up that I'd be curious to hear although Eli kind of kind of a difficult situation so we'll start off with you. Um, MLL was pretty notorious for all right, let's play a game let's and then let's get the hell to the bars and just tear it up let's get the haters let's get to top 14. um did you notice a big difference in boozing in the post game from from mll to pll and i know that that's going to be tough because it was the island but i'd still like to hear your thoughts on like the culture of mll versus pll
3: yeah i mean it's it's not like after a game in the bubble we were just like Going to the bars, obviously. <laughs> um, but I will say, once the once the season was over, uh, we had a pretty good crew on the Archers that stayed in Park City for the weekend and got after pretty good. But you know, there's nothing like the old Outlaws culture of win the game, win the post game, as Bach would say. And I think uh, with all the Canadian guys potentially coming over now, we might see some improvement to that culture in the
1: uh, PLL. Well, uh, who who was in that group that stayed in Park City? Because it was like, I don't know, I remember it was like you and Tree would kiss on the lips and then like (laughs) Brent Adams was there for a little bit. Who was in that whole crew? Well,
3: I remember uh, a certain bald friend that didn't want to stay with us and ended up going (laughs) back home. Uh, But it was me, Holman, uh, Tree, let me see who else was there, Stephen Kelly, uh, Curtis Corley, um, Fowler was there for a little bit. So we we had a good little crew. Gittleman. Um MVP. MVP?
1: I'm go, uh, I'll say Gittleman. <laughs> he's he's a machine. Big fan of his work. Was there an LVP that you'd be willing to share? Or are you gonna play like the no everybody's mm. a great guy game?
3: No, I'll say tree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good answer what's the difference between MLL and PLL
2: well as you know Nick um, I'm probably the only guy who played on three teams before the first season was even or the second season even came up so you know a hell of a PLL suitcase but the fun part of that is uh, I got to meet some new guys on the chrome like Jordan Wolf, and then guys that I knew like Jordan McIntosh so they had a you know great group of guys and then getting to play with you guys was was a good time playing on the woods there for a bit, which uh, we had a lot of fun, but that was short lived. And then, you know, the water dogs another great crew, but being in the bubble and everything going on, you know, not a lot, uh, not a lot of stuff to do out there. Right. So we didn't get a lot of time for team bonding, played a lot of cards, actually won some money for one. So that was good. But, you know, not really any uh, exciting adventures or anything like that when you're stuck in a hotel room. So this season should be should be good if, if we can get out.
1: I was going to say it was weird because we were all fired up and it was it's definitely one of those things I love the group chat uh, right after a trade because depending on who it is it's either popping off everybody's celebrating or everybody kind of getting pissed off like what the fuck and there have been trades where the Redwoods were like oh thank god thank god that guy's gone and then there were trades where especially when when you left we were like well shit we barely got a taste of that like we we were really kind of vibing and getting ready um and then yeah that that first year it was kind of funny it was difficult i can barely talk to it because i was there you know for three games four games out of the season but i remember um i just got this huge sense of nostalgia while almost blacking out at a bar in dc walking up to you where the lights were on nobody's home wandering like a creature around the bar I was like, oh, my God, it's good to be back home. We went, we lost a game in overtime to, I think, the Archers, and then I ran into Wes getting completely hammered at a bar after, and it brought me right back.
2: You know, just like old times, uh, I remember when you got traded to to the Outlaws, and it was the first time. We'd known each other from you being buddies with Sander and everything, but I remember that practice in the morning, and uh, you were just out there first practice before our, before our game, just yard-sailing guys, just half – half cut in the morning and I remember looking over at you and the, the lights were on but nobody was home at like nine in the morning shoot around I don't think you were ready to get uh, get going that day but it was a it was a hell of a start to to your outlaws career <laughs> one, one, one,
1: We're gonna have to have go like recap all the morning shoot arounds where it was like guys like bumping into each other in the parking lot like crashing their cars stumbling into the into mile high and just ripping 15 low to high shots into the stands good times does it kind of does it kind of suck
0: not having like spots to go to after games anymore like i'm sure you guys in denver had like a go-to place uh where after games you would go and like go out no matter what whereas like now since you're kind of in this like tour system you don't really have like your go-to spots and when you're visiting teams like you don't really have spots to go with those teams either
2: yeah it's, it's kind of a bummer you know especially in denver we kind of had our at our spots and, and everything but it is also cool going to all these different cities and kind of checking out the area i know playing in philly because we didn't have the barrage when we played so we played there twice last year and that's a fun town you get to see some new 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 places and uh you go with some different people so that's always interesting i guess there's kind of good bad of that but um yeah, you miss you miss kind of the local watering holes you're used to to going to and, and seeing the same people or or guys that you used to play with that are in town that'd come out to those games and they'd have it on the schedule. So that that part's kind of a bummer.
0: Eli, any any spots or you didn't go yeah, out? Eli, yeah, I go. mean, I can't really
3: <laughs> I can't really speak to the to the PLL travel part yet, really, because you know I've only had six games where we were in a bubble, but I do miss like going to haters after Denver games and just kind of knowing that every single person who was on the roster that week was pretty much going to be at the same bar. And whether we won or lost, we were going to have a good time together. And I was going to have a terrible Sunday flying back to uh, Seattle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the best haters memory? Mm. If there are any,
2: I think uh, finding Kai sleeping every single time. By the time the end of the night is yeah. great.
3: <laughs> well, there was uh, I had a bet with uh, with uh, Liz, who worked in our marketing department, that uh, this other Japanese guy in our team, Toma, like would uh, he would black out before like midnight, and he fell asleep <laughs> in the bathroom at this bar, and like I thought he had gotten home, so she was like, Oh, nice. Like I won the bet. And then like 30 minutes later, we find the guy in the bathroom. We're like, Oh, no, here he is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Backdoor cover. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, Toma was notorious. Like everybody's just starting to crack their beers, starting to have a good buzz and he is blacked out, like falling asleep in the corner of the bar. And it was, it was routine. Every every ten seconds, you'd look over and he'd be the drunkest girl at the party, and then he'd wake up and just you know be a robot and go right back to work. I, I truly never understood that, but
3: you know, I think he was drinking like straight out of a bottle of ketchup after we won the championship in two thousand
1: eighteen. <laughs> I do remember. He was
3: changing, and somebody's he was like, "Is is he okay?"
1: At that bar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Peter, Dante.
2: like, no, he's fine. <laughs> he was a weapon i think he was getting into the beers at halftime especially if we were out we'd probably be sneaking in there and getting into the beers and then you know he's already primed as soon as uh, the game was over
1: well what uh i don't know you guys both playing for the seals uh i'm wearing my seal shirt i would be wearing my jersey but it's in the rafters of pachanga <laughs> <laughs> um, Have they given any insight into like how I I saw the uh, the commissioner, Nick, I'll never, ever pronounce his last name right. So I'm not even going to try right now. Um, I saw that he was saying about how it's good for outdoor and indoor to like work together. And now there's only one league instead of two. Have they given you any insight into like how that's going to work? Because I was talking to Brent Adams earlier and he's like. Everybody has a plan, but nobody knows how well we're going to be able to execute it. And with this vaccine and who's going to be in priority, and it seems like there's a 100 moving parts. What's your guys' deal?
2: Yeah, so I, I know they've been talking. I, I guess it's kind of moving along a bit better about trying to figure out playing, especially, you know, both both leagues play on the weekend. So trying to figure out at least, you know, if we're going to play in LL Friday and Sunday and kind of have more of a condensed season, even if we don't play 18. But figuring it out so that at least games aren't conflicting with certain guys and and being able to do that for, for this year. And then, you know, next year, hopefully things are back to normal. And we're basically wrapping up once the, once the PLL starts. Yeah. I mean, I've just kind of heard like
3: training camp for NLL possibly in March. Um, you know, we have a little bit of an advantage because we have like the outdoor facility outside of Changa, even though it's like a mini rink. Um, but I think they're trying to find a way for us to be able to play in both leagues and and to coexist, at least for this summer. So hopefully we get that opportunity, especially because Bergie. I know that we're probably not going to be able to play any senior A. um, Very little to zero chance of that (laughs) this summer.
1: You were planning on playing senior A this summer, Eli? Uh,
3: Yeah, I I was playing for Burnaby, um, I think, two summers ago. before Mark Matthews shattered my collarbone, <laughs> I got one senior A game in. I, I had I had one senior A game. I took three penalties, and then we went to play the Lizards two days later. And Matthews just demolished my collarbone.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the league, Eli. <laughs> A lot less rules than the uh, than the NL, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's kind of at least for this summer, almost watched in, in terms of uh, the pro guys playing so it's always always a bummer you know it's fun playing for your for your home team with, with a lot of your buddies you've grown up playing with but um, I mean, yeah again hopefully we can salvage something in terms of playing in some in front of some fans I know um, that's kind of the plan but if, if it kind of comes to it, it it could be another bubble situation at least even to start from what I'm hearing so you know hopefully by playoffs you're able to have that vaccine rolling and play in front of your fans but Again, I'm no expert on this, and uh, <laughs> everything seems to kind of be a roller coaster ride in terms of what's happening.
1: I thought you were an expert on this. That's why we invited. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get your PhD. I got, doc- <laughs> I got my doctor, but not in that.
2: Doctor Rusty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, I, uh, I, I got my I got my grade twelve.
1: That's what it <laughs> you know, I, took, I took bio, bio eleven. God, it's funny. I uh, I remember hearing about everybody playing senior A, junior A, and I was just this cocky piece of shit. And I was like, nah, I, th- I think I'll just go right to the NLL and just had the worst career that anyone's ever had. So probably a good idea for you goddamn Yanks listening. Um, if you're going to try and play box, probably try to play in the juniors before you go and get killed by Mark Matthews and look like an asshole in front of Denver. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, you know what? I think you would have... The the bummer is it would be nice to have a few guys out. Like, I think you would have done well in junior lacrosse. You're not getting thrown into the fire with everybody who's like, oh, who's Nick Osell? Like, he probably doesn't know that I can just grease him off ball and do something that is completely against the rules, but the ref's not going to see, right? So you kind of... It's tough for a lot of guys coming in. Even as Canadians, when you play college, at least you get the fall ball where it's, you know, understand the rules, understand what the hell you're doing out there, and you're not... Basically doing a two-week training camp and then getting thrown into one exhibition game, and all of a sudden you're in the season playing against a bunch of professionals. So, I think it'll turn into something like that, where it'll end up being kind of like an AHL, the Canadian League. But that's, uh, I think, a few few years down the road.
1: Yeah, I just I remember there there wasn't a single time where I was in an actual game and I was like, oh, I got this, <laughs> just hanging on for your life for fucking two hours in a row, but you know, thanks, Steve Govett. Thanks for giving me a shot. And, you know, I, I appreciate it. And speaking of really important leagues, these summer ball teams are going to be fucking stacked. Placid and Vail, there are going to be a hundred guys on the outside looking in and shit, the team, like if you get the right team and the right guys from the former PLL-ML and PLL, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be called the PLL, but all the outside guys looking in, that's gonna be like an all-star team, so that's what I'm excited for. When they pretty much cut me, I'm just kind of expecting it at this point.
0: Well, I'm fucked. Like that was my Super Bowl, and now I'm gonna be the fucking worst player there. <laughs>
3: Is Salem and Shoe uh, still alive,
0: Evan? Yeah, we're still alive. I play attack now, though. I'm <laughs> never getting back in the net. But yeah, we got to do some recruiting um, because we're not gonna cut it if there are those guys coming to to Placid.
1: Eli and Evan,
3: you
0: guys right, know maybe. each other,
1: by the way. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're from. Yeah, uh, we played on the same Placid team for like two or three years. That's cute. Yeah,
0: Eli's from the same town as uh, my college roommate. So we had a uh, wagon of a Placid team for a couple years, but we never broke through to the championship. Whenever you, you always play like those like teams that just pay for kids to come up there and it's like the first team All-Americans and they just shit on everybody. Oh, no, we played,
3: uh, we uh, played so- Mesa Fresh and that was the first time I ever guarded amen and i was like why is this kid dodging me so much why does he keep backdooring <laughs> me is he not hung over like me like what's going on here i remember that and they Back-doored. killed us i remember him breaking <laughs> you down <laughs> it. he was he was also out the
0: entire year so like he didn't play college like that year so he was kind of under the radar and that was like his first time playing and he fucking <laughs> just beat all our defense <laughs> like his not they were like who the fuck is this kid but yeah that's cute that's You're real cute fun. guys yeah, that I mean that's that's what you
1: have to look forward to when you're me. You're soon to be you. All right, we'll we'll start a post game placid or team and we'll get it going. But um either way, I mean that's that's pretty much uh that's pretty much it. Eli West, anything uh anything else you guys have? Any departing words, anything you want to plug? Uh,
2: no no, not really. That was that was good. Thanks for having us on, I'm sure. Yeah, all we need. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's a quick one. It's you know, just just, just
2: start two cents on yeah, it. Yeah, just, just poor uh, one. You know, that's
0: it. All right, R.I.P. M.O.L. core one out for the laws. Fondest laws memory. Oh, there's a
3: few. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything. Just hook me up with some of that beef jerky. Oh yeah, Red Truck. What's
1: the uh, what's the discount code? As a good reminder, this episode of the pregame is brought to you by Red Truck Beef Jerky. Use promo code Postgame fifteen for fifteen percent off your order. Nailed it. We're getting better at ad reads, but they're still pretty
2: That was That was uh, just off the cuff too.
1: That was a good ad read. All right. Well, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. We will see you on the pod later this season where we can actually talk to you instead of just getting reactions about the merger. And uh, have a good one.
2: Beautiful.
0: See you, boys. See you, boys. Thanks. Thanks again to Wes and Eli for joining Nick and I for that special uh, emergency podcast where we covered the MLL-PLL merger. Cool to get uh, the inside scoop and the perspective of the actual players and what they're looking forward to, what they're going to miss, things like that. Um, Also want to say thank you to our phenomenal sponsor, Red Truck Beef Jerky. Don't forget to use postgame15 as your promo code when making your purchase. Uh, Get 15% off. Buy it as a holiday gift. Buy it for yourself. It's delicious. It's American made. Um, We're getting good at ad reads. And last but not least, uh, tune in next week on Tuesday. We're going to have a cadence of every Tuesday, unless some news breaks like it did today. Um, We have an awesome guest, a great interview, the best interview in podcast history. He is a goaltender in the PLL, hailing from Rochester, dabbles a bit in the NLL as well. I gave you guys enough clues, but you're going to have to tune in next week to find out exactly who it is. Um, But thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you Tuesday.